today on The Breakdown. Three remain in the North America Open in Montreal. It's an $1,100 buy-in, but we've got maybe a former luminary, as Jonathan might like to say during an Open, Scott Montgomery, who was fifth in the 2008 World Series of Poker main event. What a guy. He's playing here, along with some other guys who don't really have the results that he does. But guess what? They're playing hard because there's a lot of money on the line here. First place, 200K. Current payout, 85K. A lot of pressure there. We're going to break it all down for you on the breakdown today with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I'm trying to decide if I should be supportive and encouraging yeah. or just give it to you straight. <laughs> I, want, I want the support. You did a great job. That Thanks. was a great opening. Nice job. You hit, you hit all the notes you need to hit. You set up the thing at the end. You got the names right. Sweet. It wasn't too long. You started correctly with today on the breakdown. Nice job. Thank you. That's the supportive version. That's the true <laughs> version. That's the real version. It's, yeah. The reason I did the opening is because Jonathan doesn't actually know what happened in this hand. We didn't do that intentionally. It just kind of came yeah. about that way. And I'm like, hey, why don't we do this without Jonathan knowing what happened in the hand? And he can react organically without knowing the results of the hand. I like that. Yeah. Um, so we'll do that this time. And that'll be a fun little different thing. Yeah, I do, I do know what before. happens. Yeah, we've done it like twice before, I think, in the history of this show. Yeah. So it's been a while. I'm in. All right. I and, know uh, crazy things happen. That's all I know. Yeah. I mean, pretty crazy. Yeah. It's... It's suggested by the goat, the Ben Page. Ben, I think maybe we need to have an intervention for Ben Page. He's watching too much poker. He's watching the goddamn North America Open $1,100 <laughs> event in Montreal. <laughs> maybe he's not. Maybe he's like in a, a group where they're like, look at this crazy hand. And then he just like steals yeah. all the hands and suggests it. Maybe that's true. Maybe not, though. Probably not. Right. Because he's I watching like 24 hours a day. Hey, you know, he loves the game. So He's got a good eye for this stuff. We thought maybe Ben Page was a journalist at one point. Yeah. I'm thinking he has a job where he doesn't really have to pay attention, and he's just watching poker during the job. Oh, there are jobs like that. Yeah. yeah. Like hey, a, that's cool. Maybe his job is watching poker. Do you ever yeah. think about that? Then it all comes together perfectly. His job is to become the greatest of all time suggester <laughs> for the breakdown. You know, maybe there's a reward that we haven't told anyone about, which if you end up, you know, when all is said and done, whenever this podcast truly ends... Uh, which is going to be obviously decades from now. Uh, uh, millennia. If you're the goat, Try millennia. If you're the goat, there might be a massive cash reward in it for you and it'll all have been worth it. Might be. Yeah, might be. Very I mean, much. I, if I promise that, that would be like... That would be bad. Yeah. Don't do that. Not, well, also, I just wouldn't, I don't want people to do it for that reason. I want people to do it because they love the game, you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. Take that $2 million a year contract, Steph Curry, because you love the game. <laughs> Right, I mean, two million is pretty good anyway. Yeah, but Steph Curry, he's not going to take two million. Either. Well, not anymore, not because he can get more, but a lot of everyone in the world would take two million if they couldn't do better. Right ben gonna, Page, I'm talking to you. Yeah, Ben, <laughs> watching. Mean, maybe maybe Ben makes a hundred million dollars a year. What do maybe we maybe Ben does have a job where he shouldn't be watching poker, but he's doing it anyway. <laughs> he's like a crane operator. He's like a crossing <laughs> guard. <laughs> <laughs> he's operating giant high raise cranes. Like, yeah. Anyway, he drives a taxi. Ben, we're worried about you, but we also love you, and we, we're very happy that you make these suggestions. I want to continue to enable you with this, even yeah. though Grant wants, apparently wants you to stop. No, I don't want you to Grant stop. Grant doesn't like you. I'm a big fan. Oh, come on. I love Ben Page. Everybody loves Ben Page. Yeah. How could you not love Ben Page? Ben Page, you know, he is he's, he's one of those kids. He's a great story. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's coming from nowhere, from nothing, 
Brian with the Y was the clear greatest of all time. Yep. And Ben Page just, you know, year after year, kept his head down, kept going to the title game, kept winning finals MVPs, and here we are. Where yeah. it's like, everyone's just like, well, yeah, Brady's the best. You yeah. Know? I just, he's the best now. And Ben Page is the best. Ben Page, thank you. He suggested it on Twitter. We are the Poker Guys on Twitter. When you suggest, please include a YouTube link and a timestamp like Ben did. He's a smart guy. Yeah. All right. So this is a bit of a smaller buy-in than tournaments we usually do. 1100 buy-in, but... There is real money on the line. It's Canadian dollars, but 85K for third, 125K for second, and 200K for first. Canadian dollars? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know about this hand. Why would anyone care? Canadian dollars? What do I do with those anyway? You, you, do you, I buy Canadian things? You can. Like, I go to a Canadian McDonald's and order a maple syrup french ho- fry. A hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they have there. Anyway. Apparently, maple syrup is actually like a brutal industry. There's a documentary about it. What? Yeah, like there's like a cartel of maple syrup. I'm not making this up. Okay, but cartel doesn't have to be brutal by itself. There's more to it than that, I assume, right? No, like, they're not the word like, cartel isn't enough. They're not like a, they're not like a drug cartel where they actually behead people and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but they use so. they they economically dismember people. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like how you did that with their cartel. I mean, that's ways. okay. I, maybe there's a documentary about it. Mm. It's all about. Canada, how maple syrup is really important commodity. Anyway, <laughs> Canadian dollars we're talking about. <laughs> 200,000 of them. Yep. Um, we're very deep. This is, a, I think, a Party Poker Millions event. And they do the thing where there's like way too many numerical chips. It doesn't make any sense. Like the blinds right uh, now are 3.5 million, 7 million. So dumb. everybody probably started with a million chips or something. Uh, so we're at the final table? We're, there are three remaining. Okay. Yeah. What's the chip situation? The chip situation is deep. The two guys involved in the hand are going to be Scott Montgomery, the, the final yes. tableist. The a guy you call the luminary yeah, somehow. I mean, compared to the other guys, maybe. Okay. He's got 436 million, so over 60 bigs. 436 million? Yeah. You're right. There's way too many chips at this 3.5 and 7 are the blinds. Okay. He's got, he's got over 60 bigs. Yeah. His opponent, Danny Boyacci, has 423 million. Of course. Uh, which is over 60 bigs. Yeah. And the third guy is 96 bigs. Okay. So... There's no, like, immediate ICM stuff you have to think about. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So a little bit about Scott. He, he did get fifth in the main event, but he's got another $1.8 in winning. So he's like a kind of a tournament grinder, like sure. this level and up to 10K tournament grinder type guy. Has some success. Has a bracelet. Uh, Danny Boyachi is a guy who is having the day of his life here in this tournament. Before this tournament began, he had 28K in winnings. Mm. Currently, he's guaranteed about 60K American. He's feeling good. Yeah, he's feeling real good. He's playing for more. He is. All right, so let's get to the hand. All right, let's do this. I'm excited. All right, so our boy Scotty Montgomery with his 436 million opens the button to 15 million with ace of hearts, five of clubs. Okay. You got a major problem with this? I got no problems. Okay, cool. Totally down. Small blind folds. Who's the 96 big blind guy? Okay. Boyachi. Danny Boyachi is his opponent in the big blind. He's got queen eight off, queen of spades, eight of diamonds. He's got 423 million. Yep. Still, he decides to three bet. Okay. He makes it 40 million, though. Over a 15 million open. Okay. Yeah. Out of position. Yeah. Seems like uh, way too small when we're this deep. It's definitely small. Um, Maybe Scott's opening so much from the button that he feels like he's still folding out some of Scott's stuff. My guess is it's not that, and that based on his results, maybe he's, yeah. a, he's a little more of an amateur and doesn't understand sizing stuff, that right. he's out of position, just has, especially against a guy like Scott, who's going to call more often probably because he's in position. You just feel like he can make your life harder later. 
Yeah, I mean, how much would you make it if you decided to three bet here? Um, I would probably go 55. That's exactly the number I was thinking. Nice. Yeah, that feels like you got some fold equity there. Yeah, like almost 4x, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that would... I don't, and I don't know what Scott Montgomery would do with ace-five off. It's kind of an awkward hand to get three-bet with. You yeah, know. I agree. Suited you can call kind of comfortably or four-bet, but off, it's kind of weird, right? Um, it is kind of... If the, guy's a, if the guy three-bets a lot, I think uh, four-betting is pretty great. Yeah. Um, because it means you're going to fold out some better aces and things like that. Like, he's going to have a lot of aces, and he's going to be folding most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's tighter, you can call or fold, depending on how much he makes it and how deep we are and stuff like that. All right, but now that he's made it $40 million, yeah, it's only $25 million to Scott. You just roll your eyes and call. You just call with ace-five off? I mean, you could still four-bet. You can four-bet, but you get to play in position. You are deep, and there's no reason to play a huge pot right, right. now, right? That's you're, true. You're like, maybe I flop something. It could be okay. I don't know. I'm Scott Montgomery, bitch. It just kind of sucks to call a three-bet with ace-five off. It just kind of makes I me know. tingle in the bones. I, I was playing a tournament on Saturday where we were on the literal bubble, and I was doing my best to bully it, and I raised queen-jack off on the button to 25,000 and it got raised uh, it got raised to 55,000 I think you're forced, 45 yeah you're forced to call I was forced to call and then I flopped top pair and won the pot it was great <laughs> should have made it bigger yep exactly I was like okay I mean I don't like it but I'm in position and I don't know I don't even know what I'm gonna do if I flop top pair and then I flopped top pair and I moved him in and it all went great I, so, I actually right. like I, I think we glossed over it but I think this play by Danny is kind of a monstrous mistake. Instead of just calling. Uh, instead of just calling, but if you're going to three-bite, you just have mm. to make it bigger. Like, making yeah. it $40 million against the most experienced player at the table, especially out of position. I, like, what what are you doing? I don't even really know why you're why you're three-betting this hand. Oh, why you are can, you picking queen-8 off to You can just bet? call. It's fine. Yeah, this hand plays really well as a call. Does not play well. Doesn't really block anything. I know you have a queen. That's a very weak blocker. Um, doesn't block anything, doesn't flop particularly well, doesn't flop particularly sneaky, like doesn't have a lot of value on its own. Is it just an any two card spot? Maybe it's an any two card spot, but then he needs to make it bigger, like you're saying. Yeah, he absolutely needs to make it bigger. I mean, we're 60 blinds plus deep. Like mm-hmm. this is just not getting through. Like you're mostly getting four better called. Yeah. When you make it 40 I mean, Scott million. with an ace absolutely has to call. And yeah. not, he's going to go, he's going to proceed with caution, but he gets to be in position and he's just getting way too good. I mean, wouldn't you love him to fold hands like Jack nine off? Like, yeah, he can't really fold that for this price. I mean, if he thinks you're ultra tight, he can, right? But that's it. Uh, yeah, apparently. Well, Ben Page included in his tweet that uh, Danny Boyacci had been V-pipping pretty high. Yeah. So well, then it's, then if anything, you could decide to, to can, I guess when you have a hand with an ace in it, you could decide to call or re-raise. You could, you could call to try and win a really big pot off this guy, right? Yeah. That's, that's what you do. Or you could re-raise to win in the smaller pot right now. Anyway, okay, cool. So Montgomery decides to call. Yeah. Upon first inspection, I was thinking, like, I kind of prefer a four-bet to a call, but the sizing makes it like, eh, I could position, and this guy's kind of wide sometimes. I, I guess it's okay. Po- and, and Montgomery probably has a significant post-flop edge, which yeah. is, you know... The, some of the value in that is the deeper you are. Yeah. So maybe he's trying to preserve that. Yeah, and I think a play later in this hand might make you think, oh, calling makes a ton of sense. Oh, cool. Because of the type of amateur that Danny Boyacci apparently is. Great. So Montgomery does call. We've got Boyacci with Queen of Spades, Eight of Diamonds, in the big blind having three bet to 40 million. Montgomery with Ace of Hearts, Five of Clubs, having called on the button to the three bet pot is 90.5 million yep. because they use stupid denominations in this tournament. They sure do. A place they don't use stupid denominations. I don't think is nitrogen sports poker room. 
You don't think? I mean, I can't remember I mean, the tournament denominations. What kind they of use. sales pitch is this? I think they use pretty normal denominations. And that's a great reason to play a nitrogen <laughs> sports poker room. No, a really good reason is that if you use the link in the description of this podcast, you get access to our monthly Poker Guys event. It is a tournament. It happens the last Sunday of every month. And it's great, Jonathan. Yes, it is, Grant. It's absolutely great. Tell them about it, please. It's got poker and it's got people and people and poker, man. What else do you need? If you bring soda, you're, you're a happy boy. But here's the thing. They have a... Um, massive overlay every single time we run this event. So they guarantee 100 millibits, which is 1,000 buy-ins. We get, as we say every time, like 85, 90 people, something like that. Never anymore, which means there is so much free money here. You are fools not to play it. Use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen to have access to this tourney. You really have to do it. It's crazy not to. It doesn't cost you anything yeah. or almost nothing. It's, it's just crazy. But you got to use the link. Yeah. Also, they have sports betting. They have casino games. Super fast uh, deposits and withdrawals, like an hour and a half instead of several days. It's the whole thing is, yeah, is well worth it. It's just all, it's Shangri-La. Just get in there. Get, do. Okay. Be. Le. That's a new nitrogen logo. That's like Nike level stuff. <laughs> get, right do, be, le. Yeah. yeah all I with like a that. period after yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like black background, white. Le- I love lettering. it. It's, I love it. We're marketing geniuses. <laughs> that has been made clear to me yeah. in this moment. Okay, 90.5 million in the pot. Boyachi having three bet out of the big bun with Queen of Spades, eight of diamonds. Montgomery having called the very small three bet with Ace of Hearts, five of clubs on the button. We are very deep, about 60 blinds effective. Here we go. Flop is Jack of Spades, 10 of Hearts, 10 of diamonds. Okay. Here's a decision by Danny Boyachi that I like and I think you're going to like too. Okay. He's going to bet. He's going to bet 26 million. Yeah, sure. It's great sizing. Sure. 26 into 90. Mm -hmm. Love it on this board, having Mm -hmm. three bet pre-flop. So there's not much to say about that. It's like a dryish board that you should bet if you're the three better, and he has a gut shot to go along with it, all that. It's pretty great. It's perfectly fine. What do you think Scott should be doing? 26 into 70 or into 90? 90. Scott's okay, got so, ace-five. Yeah. No back doors besides the straight draw. Jack-10-10. Ten, ten. I think we're deep enough that Scott should be flatting here. Okay, because ace high is good or to steal, to it, steal later? it later? Because not not because not I think ace five is good enough at the time. No, because he's going to have to give up a lot on this board on turn and river, and we should at least give ourselves a chance to take a shot on turn and river. I think it's fine to fold, by the way. It's not the end of the world to fold. Yeah. But if this guy's V-pipping like crazy... I don't know it if it's like crazy, but it's been pretty if high. If he's been playing a lot of hands and stuff like that, and we think we think C-bet uh, is coming like 100% of the time, basically, or nearly 100% of the time, I think we should call once. In, this is part of the value of position, right? It's so cheap to call. Yeah. Like, let's... We can, we can fold the turn if he bets big on the turn. It's fine. Yeah, you know? that's true. So I like a call. What do you think? I think I do like a call as well. Like, fuck you. I, I, that, small, that small sizing doesn't have to mean anything. I know that. But when I call, it, it means more about my hand than your hand. Like, you, you're always going to bet the small sizing, but I'm sometimes going to fold. I choose to put chips in. That should scare you. Like, live with it, buddy. You know? Kind of Scotty boy disagrees. Is he going to raise? He's going to raise. He's definitely not folding. I know yeah. that. He makes it 60 million, which is kind of small, like yeah. crazy small, but interesting, right? Yep. So what is Scott trying to accomplish here? What is his perception of his opponent? What does he think his opponent is doing? Okay. So my belief is that Scott is, well, Scott's obviously trying to get a fold. Yeah. Right. He's trying to represent um, a 10. That's what he's repping here, right? He's repping nothing but a 10. Yeah. Obviously, he could have semi-bluffs, but... It turns out he can have other bluffs too. Yeah. 
Um, and he's clearly, tr- I think he's trying to get his opponent not to fold an over pair, not to fold the jack, but to fold all the good ace highs and all the pairs that are below a 10. Yeah. Basically. So like he never would expect he's going to get ace jack to fold. He never expects he's going to get queens to fold. Um, but nines are going to kind of hate this spot and may yeah. just get out now. Ace king might call. Ace king and ace queen might call. That's right. But we block that at least. Yeah. And it's going to be really hard for them on the turn. Right. Um, if they don't improve. And Scott's probably going to be looking out for those. Like once he gets called, he may shut down. Or he may fire one more time, depending to, to fold out exactly those two hands. I think he probably has to fire again most of the time because he made it so small if he gets yeah. called. Nines might call once to see what happens on the turn. Yeah. But like sixes, sixes are just going to hate it, right? Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to fold nines too, right? I mean, you probably do. Like You're can, out of position. Can, what are you going mean, to I mean, here's the question though. Like nines and, and queens, I know there's a difference because of what, what you're vulnerable to. But they're not that different, really, as hands, right? The only difference with the nines and queens is that a queen could come, right? Yeah. So in that way, nines and queens, like we think queens is an obvious call, but nines is, how is, why are nines such an obvious fold then? They just feel not as good because they're well, below. Because a jack is also a disaster. Is Scott, is Scott really raising a jack? No, no, flop? another jack coming. Oh, another jack. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. So that's an extra three cards that are problematic yeah. for us. That's a really good point. And. Yeah, you just like queens block a lot of the things that can come in that your opponent could be semi bluffing with that nines nines block a little bit of, but they don't block as much of, and they're just mo- more vulnerable in general. I'm not sure if we're really folding nines to this small raise. Um, Maybe not. Like, they're still one of the better hands we're going to have. It's going to be really hard to call the turn, though. Yeah, no, I think I think nines is one of those you call the flop and you're folding most of the time on the turn because there's a lot of hands you're calling and continuing with. Like queens, you're continuing with nines, you're not. Yeah. So like. This is one of the spots where you're like, well, I hope he gives up or I hope I turn a nine or something. But And sometimes he will. And sometimes you will. So I think you're supposed to call with nines. I think Scott should be raising more. I don't think it's good enough to make it 60 million mm. over 26 million. Like, um, he just He's trying to keep it cheap for himself is what he's doing. Right? I guess. But I mean, make it 75 at least, you know. Make ace, king, and ace, queen think about folding. I mean, are they really going to fold if you make it 75 also? It's only 50 more. There's there's like 200K in the pot. All right, maybe, maybe make it 90 then. They Why not just fold. make it this much? Sometimes you fold, you fold out some of his range right now and you fold out other yeah. of his range later. I, I, I like a little bigger sizing. Okay. Here. Either way, Scott's clearly repping a 10, and I don't know how well, how well aware he is of Danny's three-betting range, but from a traditional perspective, Scott should have more 10s than Danny, so he's got a range advantage here. Yeah. Uh, but as we see, Danny probably has plenty of 10s. Yes, they both have probably a lot of 10s. Scott probably still has, well, I don't know if Scott has more. Scott probably has less 10s, actually. Maybe Danny has, like, like a huge amount of 10s, like yeah. all the weird suited 10s, and Scott folds all those pre-flop. Maybe. Even the even to a cheap price, he might feel like, I have to fold, like, 10 three-suited and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's you know? possible, but it's also, that might be reality, but that might not be Scott's perception. Correct, yeah. correct. Scott may be sitting here like, well, you know, I have 9 10 suited, and you just yeah. call with that. I have jack 10 suited. I've, right. got, I've got the nuts, basically, and you don't. I mean, yeah. you have jack-jack, I guess, but whatever, you know. Right, I guess so, you have 10, 10 also. But how should uh, how should Danny react to this very small raise with his gut shot now? I mean, I if I'm Danny, I have to think what I know about Scott. And I personally, I was telling I, before we started this, I told you was the one thing I know about Scott Montgomery yeah. really, which is where he made a big play with like four tables left in the World Series main event the year he finished fifth with ace, a bad ace with nothing and got called, but then hit an ace on the turn and. Sort of that rocketed him. That was one of the pots that rocketed him to the final table. Um, if I know Scott really does that kind of stuff a lot, I might take a shot at him right here. You know, I will. I don't think I can call, even though I know we have a gutter and we're getting a price. Like the board's paired. 
the gutter isn't to the nuts anyway. Like Scott could actually like we could hit and it would be bad. Yeah, like, a nine Scott coming could, could fuck us. Scott could absolutely have king queen here. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think we should either raise or fold. I don't think we should call. Right. I mean. It would be nice to be able to call with showdown value that you could like sometimes decide to check call on future streets and win. Mm-hmm. This isn't that hand. Right. Yeah. Right, you, right, right. We, with queen high, that's not going to really happen. Right. Um, I agree. I think we should decide if we believe him and either fold or make it 150 or something. Right. Now, admittedly, we're not really repping much when we make it 150. We're repping like jack-jack now, right? Maybe ace-10. Okay. We can have ace-10. Um, if we have jack-jack, would we really even re-raise? Wouldn't we want to give yeah, Scott a chance that's to fire a good, away? That's a good point. If we have ace-10... If we have ace-10, you could at least say, like, well, maybe Scott has a hand he's not going to fold, and, I wanna, and I'm out of position, and I want to get more value now. But, like, i got to protect a little bit. I mean, you don't really have anything to protect against, now I think about it with ace-10. Another jack coming? I mean, there's yeah, very cares? little. Like, you're not a king-queen, a nine, but an ace, you make a full house. You actually right. want to have king-queen. Like, it's not bad at all for him to have king-queen. Yeah. So... So that is, a, that is a little bit of a problem. Like, you have to be the kind of person who fast plays your big hands, and it's got us to know that. Otherwise, if, you know, otherwise yeah. maybe like, really, you're going to play your hands, your super strong hands super fast? Really? Against me, Crazy Scott Montgomery? Right, you know? but... It, but whatever. I, I, agree, it doesn't matter. I agree with all of that, but at the same point, like, practically playing the hand in the future is going to be difficult to just yeah. call with queen high out of position without the lead. Like, right. you're just going to donk at some point, I guess, if, if you don't hit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. And honestly, sometimes people will play their super strong hands really fast. Like, yeah, uh, I, I just told a story to someone like two days ago, um, two years ago in the monster stack, like level two, uh, someone raises someone three bets. I've got jacks in the big blind. I call the flop is jack 10, six with two diamonds. So I have the nuts. Oh, I remember this one. I lead out for 1100. The three better makes it 5,000. I go all in for 25,000. Yeah. You know? And he calls. He has queen, queen eight of diamonds. He has like, uh, no, it's like nine, nine seven of diamonds. Oh, it's a combo draw. Of some it's type. a combo draw. Yeah, um, he breaks. I win. Um, but, but like, there you go. I fast played it. You know. And so like, but in my, I, mean, I remember at the time thinking like, well, if he has king and queen diamonds, he gets there. He gets there. Like whatever. Yeah. Like this our pot already matters now. He just made it five thousand. I'm gonna like not let him draw cheap. Like right. I don't care. Um, this kid who's got like 35k in winnings up to this point, 28. In his, 28 in his life, may if he's got a big hand, may actually play it fast. I was actually just thinking that. Like this is a scenario where you might see a player like fat, fast play a hand that he really shouldn't fast play, like mm-hmm. just out of fear, like ace ten. Like I just don't want another jack to come. Jack ten, maybe yeah. he's gonna like jack ten. He probably wouldn't yeah. play fast, right? Because, right. But like ace ten, he's just like worried about another jack coming or a straight card coming. Yeah. And he's like, this is a huge spot. I just don't want to. I just don't want to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. People, we see people do that a lot. Right. So that's possible. So I think, I mean, playing off that image, you could, you could three bet here. And yeah. as we see, it would absolutely work. Um, I assume it would work. I mean, yes. maybe it wouldn't. Maybe, maybe Scott would lose his mind and, and be like, I'm all in. Or just call. Or just high. call. Ace high is good. Yeah. I don't know. But by the way, he does not sound like that. But, um, but yeah, I, I like a raise much more so than anything else. Here. But, but sorry, much more so than a call. I think a fold is probably what you're supposed to do most of the time, though, because what are, you, what are we really doing here? We've been yeah. messing around the whole time. Like, do have a gut shot, and we uh, have a gut shot that may be no good, right? And there are problems. Like, yeah, like Scott could have nine ten. That would be a problem. Scott might really be raising a strong hand here. By the way, Scott yeah. wouldn't necessarily have to slow play a strong hand because we're repping strength, right? Like, so he could be trying to get value out of like the queens and the kings and the aces yeah, and stuff like absolutely. that. Scott could absolutely call. have a ten. Yeah. Well, Danny calls. Okay. At least it was cheapish. Yeah, it was it very was, cheap. It was thirty-four thousand a call, right? 
Well, the pot's now $210 million, and Danny's the effective stack barely with $316 million. I mean, this pot has gotten so out of control. Yeah. This is ridiculous. There's 30 blinds in this pot. No one has anything at all. And everyone's repping strength. Okay. Well, now now Scott has something because the turn is the ace of spades. Well, okay, Scott. King Queen gets there. Yep. Um, ace Ace feels pretty good. Ace Ace is loving life. All the hands that were that were actually strong are still feeling fine, right? Like if you have Queen Ten, you're like, well, I block King Queen, and it sure it gets yeah. there once in a while, but whatever. Like my hand's too strong, right? Yep. So now, obviously it's a good card for Scott. Danny yeah. now is a double gutter. Right. Nine or a king. Okay. Makes him a straight. Here is where we learn that it is probably good in position to just call against Danny with anything pre-flop. What is he going to do? He's going to just ship it. No. 316 million into 210. What? Having gotten raised, just called. He just ships it right into Scott. What in the hell is going on? He's an amateur. That is super, yeah, that is super amateur, weird okay. play. Let's try our best to get into Danny's head. What's okay. he thinking? I don't want to have to call. I turned a double gutter. But he doesn't have to call. He could check raise all in. It's it, so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's going to bet like 70, 000, $70 million on the turn. You can check raise all in, and it makes so much more sense as that's a strong a, hand. That's a much better It play. looks like king queen sometimes or a full house or a big ace or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but that you're right. But he's thinking, I picked, I, I turned a double gutter. By the way, he may be thinking that ace is good for me, you know, sure. in general. I have ace king and ace queen. Yep. I have ace king, I have ace queen. I, I have some king queen here, which he does. Yeah. Um, but does he have any of those things when he ships it? Why would you ship king queen? Why would you ship ace king or ace queen? Why would, yeah. Why would you ship anything except, okay. Practically, why would you ship anything except like ace ace? But why would you ship ace? Why would you ever ship anything? There's no reason to ship anything at all that's strong here. It's crazy to ship anything strong here. It is. Like, that's such a scary card for. Let's say Scott has King Jack for a second and decided to raise the flop because yeah. he thinks we're crazy. This is not a good card for him. Right. Why would we ship if we have if we have an ace queen here? Even like, there's no good value in in doing this. So this is this reminds me a little bit when Darwin Moon shipped like eleven times the pot against Joe Cata with like. Uh, an open an open ender. Oh right, you seven know, eight. And Joe Cat had like Jack nine on a ten nine X board yeah. and ultimately called because it just smelled wrong. Yeah, you know, this feels like that now. It's like, what are you doing now? The one so so I don't know what Scott Montgomery does yet. Yeah, but I I got to think Scott Montgomery's antenna have got to go in crazy. Like, you, how can you have it and yeah. do this? This is what I would be thinking. How in the world can you ever have it? And then what Scott Montgomery has to balance it with is this kid's an amateur. I'm sure Scott knows Maybe this. Maybe he's terrified and does have it. Maybe he has Ace King and doesn't know what to do with it and did this. Yeah. Like, oh my God, what a disaster that would That's be. That's the exact thing that I was thinking about because like, obviously a pro would never in a million years make this play with anything, but like the last hand you would do it with is Ace King or Ace Queen. It's probably the worst hand to do it with. Yeah. Like the greatest bluff catchers in the world, basically. Yeah. And like Scott has a lot of tens for value. Of course. So the only hands he's going to call you with are hands... Like, what, what is Scott going to call you with that makes sense on the flop? He's got a random bluff on the flop, which, as right, we see. Right, fine. But, but, uh, but the that. other hands he has are like, okay, he's just going to fold 8-9, which, like, if you have ace-king or ace-queen, you don't want that. He's going queen to... Queen-9 also. Yep. He's going to call with king-queen and usually he's call with win. ten. And he's going to call with a 10. So it's a disaster to have ace-king or ace-queen and ship here. Right. But if you're in Scott's seat and you know this guy's an amateur, you might think he might just not know what to do and be freaking out with ace-king or ace-queen. He really might be doing that. Now, the good news for Scott is he's been sitting here with this kid. He's yeah. been playing with this kid 
for hours and hours and hours, and this is probably day two or day three. Right. So now maybe he hasn't played with him before this final table, but he's gotten to watch this kid play this final table for a while now. Yeah. He should have a sense is of what this kid's doing with a hand like Ace King. He may not. Sometimes you don't get the, the chance to do that, but they're as deep as they are, he probably does have some sense of this. Yeah. So that, that's going to help him a lot right now. Right now, he's got to lean on that and make a decision. I think, um, boy, if I didn't know anything either way and I just knew this kid was an amateur, this would be a super tough spot. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is already a tough spot. I mean, let's talk more about why I don't like the shove, though. Like, oh, sure. Like, Scott has king-queen in his range. Of course he does. Scott has tens in his range. Of course he does. Scott, Scott really doesn't have jacks, actually. No, he doesn't. We were, we were talking about him raising a jack. I don't believe no, he's he actually, doesn't. Even if he has ace jack, I don't believe he'd raise that on the flop. Yeah. What's the point? Right. He'd call. Yep. So it's like big draws, one of which got there and can't fold. Big hands and, and some draws that missed, which would fold for sure, yeah. but are worse than yours anyway. And you can get value out of in different and ways. And some random bluffs, I some guess. Some random bluffs. All of which, by the way, you do better against by check raising if you're going to play instead yeah, of this just is shoving a, it. Like, if you're going to play this hand aggressively, check raising is definitely better. You get more money. It's, by the way, such a good play too because let's say it goes check, check. Just bet the river then. He doesn't have anything. Yeah. Like, or, or like that ace is good for you when he checks it back. Like if somehow we had a jack... Guess what? He's probably folding sometimes now. Like, I mean, you can bet big on the river if you need to. Like, well, whatever. As we see, if yeah. one check, check, and then Danny bet the river, he's probably getting called. Because Scott would probably... Yes, is I because imagine, he has an ace. I imagine Scott would check back if Danny checked this I turn. would 100% believe it. But you, it's so hard to put Scott on an ace here. Like, yeah. how in the world does Scott have an ace? It doesn't right. make any sense. Unless he has ace 10. Right, yeah. right. And then, But he'd actually probably bet ace 10 on the turn, honestly, if he, once he gets his... Because he's trying to get it all in yeah. by the river, right? Probably. So... Yeah, you know, you just it would be very unlucky and you'd lose a pot, fine. But like that's that's you're definitely supposed to check to check raise all in here. Right. So back to Scott's spot. It is such a weird spot because if if it was I'm trying to think of somebody less enigmatic than Sam Greenwood as who's like a really good player. If it was Phil Ivey in Danny's seat, right? And he wouldn't make this play, obviously. But of course not. But if it was Phil Ivey in Danny's seat and he made this play, you'd have to think about it in a different way than if an amateur makes this play. Because right now what Scott's worried about is, is this kid freaking out because he just turned right. the straight with king-queen? Or is he freaking out with ace-king or, or ace-queen? Or he had a 10 the whole time and he's just going to play it like this? Right. And like no good player would do that, but he might do that, you know? So you'd be sitting there worrying about that, right? It's a completely different thing than worrying about, okay, what is the range and what makes sense and, and how would he play this hand and this hand? It's different than if it's Phil Ivey. You're like, okay, Phil Ivey's trying to level me in some way. What does that mean? coming from Phil Ivey, right? The truth is this, though. Most amateurs are terrified when they're playing no limit, right? Yeah. So turning an ace would feel really good, but they would be still terrified that you have a 10. So they're usually not going to just ship. No, no. I know we've seen it. I know we've seen it. You haven't played enough against amateurs, I guess, in tournaments. Like, I've played a ton against amateurs in tournaments. Where you raise the the flop on a paired board. Stuff like this happens all the time. All the time with hands like ace, yeah. king, or ace, queen. They okay. just don't know what to do. They're like, I think this is a good hand. I don't want to think anymore. Now, we're talking about bigger tournaments. This is an $1,100 yeah. buy-in, too. Yeah, okay. like tournaments like you know, $1,500 yeah. bracelet events like yeah. early on and stuff like that. For I mean, sure. I, don't, I don't feel like I see this happen very often in bracelet events. I've seen it happen. Well, you and I played probably a similar amount of bracelet events, right? Maybe so, you played a few more. Okay, well, I I've mean, seen, but I've seen it. A okay. Lot. I, I swear. I'm saying, but I'm saying I haven't. So, I mean, I think that's meaningful. I remember a particular hand yeah. from last year in the double stack, I think it was, where I wasn't in the hand, but um, there was this guy who was like, you know, amateur on his weekend vacation for the double stack against this guy who seemed like a pro, where the amateur 
he I don't know what he was thinking on the flop, but it was a <laughs> yeah. It was an eight nine nine flop, and uh, he donked out of the big blind into the pro who raised the amateur three bet. The pro called, and the amateur had about a pot and a half left, and the turn was an ace of clubs, I think, which didn't complete anything. The amateur just ships it all in for one point five pot. Yeah, and the pro folds, and the amateur. Shows two queens. Right. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're just terrified. Yes. That is that is a good example yeah. of what you're talking about for sure. I mean, look, I can tell stories of people playing hands terribly too from, yeah. from you know, bracelet events. What I'm saying but is But I'm saying I don't see it that often in bracelet events, the way, what you're describing, just because okay. that happened. Like, I don't see someone betting one and a half times the pot with a, with sort of in a ridiculous spot like that very often. Of course, it happens once in a while, but I, I do think it's rare. It's like a it's like a big deal in a story to me when something like that happens. It happens, man. <laughs> it happens. That, okay. That's what would be really okay. what would be going through my mind. So, if so I were here's Scott. what we have to think about as Scott. Then, so we have to think. Okay, Ace King, Ace Queen could play just like this. I guess. Yeah. There's a chance he would just shove here. We do block it at least, but there's still there's still what uh, six combos of each. Yeah. Okay. Um, if he doesn't have that, what does he have? That he would play like this. No, there's 12 combos of each, aren't there? No, there's two aces on the board. There's no, a, there's... We have an ace in our hand. There's an ace on the board. So there's... Oh, yeah. So there's, so there's 12 combos yeah, total. you're right. Um, <clears throat> so what else does he have here that he could play like this? So queen nine, seven, eight. A hand that he doesn't know what to do with, like, queens, I guess. Um, which seems really weird. Maybe king, queen sometimes when he turns the nut straight. Really? We think he just shoved one and a half times the Terrified. Five. Once in a while they do that, but I don't think we have to be too worried about that. Yeah. He's usually not going to do that, right? You would think not. Almost never. He'd be so excited to check and let the guy, you know, when guys, when guys really think they have it, they're so excited to let you put it in, put, you know, check and trap you. It depends on the guy. It does. Um, it's a little hard to come up with bluffs. Yeah. I mean, he's just like called with six, seven and he called our race. He has something. Yeah. Turns out he doesn't really, but, but yeah, he's got to have like. You could, could have, eight, could have a jack and freak out. You could have like king jack and freak out. He could. He could have queen nine. He could have eight nine. He could have a jack and not know what to do with it when the turn comes. What else can he even have? I mean, he just has to be a psycho who has five high, you know? Okay. So those are all the things we're sort of saying he can have. But the truth is, and this goes back to what we are talking before, is like, I don't believe he's going to play his ultra strong hands like this. You wouldn't expect any player to, but you see it happen sometimes. You see it happen, but mostly, but mostly even the amateurs, especially when they think they're strong, are very careful. Now, careful is the wrong word. They're very, they're very cagey and want yeah. to like give you a chance. Like if anything, they underplay their hands when they're super strong. Yeah. Usually, not overplay them. Usually, I agree. So I think we can't completely eliminate things, of course. But although we can most, it is, it is different in big spots. I think that that's flips in big spots. Sure, I don't disagree. But like if he had a ten. He might three bet the flop because he's afraid and doesn't yeah. want to let your king queen get there. True, but it's unlikely he's going to suddenly shove the turn when the ace comes when he might check and let you put some chips in first. Like usually, that's what they do. Usually, yeah, usually. Again, not always, but usually. I don't think we can eliminate all combos of the super strong hands, but I think we can say it's a very small percentage. Like it's unlikely he's got a super strong hand when he takes this. Yeah. Okay, that's a good start for us as Scott Montgomery. Yeah. There's only six combos of aces that we have to worry about. Twelve total. 12, I'm sorry, 12 combos that we have to worry about. 
I can't believe he'd play them all like this. I mean, no, he probably either would play them all like this or none of them like yeah. this. But if we don't know, we can't say he's got 12 combos right. of ace here, right? It's some amount of... It's some amount, and he has to be, like, pretty bad to be doing this, but he might be. Yeah. I might give him three or four combos of it, like maybe four, give him a Doesn't third of the combos. he have to kind of be pretty bad to be making this bet no matter what? Yes, he does. That's a good point. Let's yeah. up it to six combos. Yeah. So half the combos. That's That's got to be reasonable, right? Yeah. So if we think there's very little super strong, and there's six combos of... Strong aces. And then the question is, would he play his draws like would this? Would he play 8-9 like this? Would he play queen 9 We have, nine to, we have to give him 8-9 preflop, too, I know. and queen eight, 9. Turns out he can have those hands, but yeah. I don't know if we know that as Scott, and if we can't give him those hands, now it's really tough. Yeah. If we can't give him those hands, I don't know how we're supposed to stick around. Right. By the way, we are, Scott, we're not necessarily a luminary, but like, it's very likely Scott Montgomery is the best player at this table, right? I would guess he is. And we've got this kid who's putting in crazy amounts of chips post flop and Scott's going to have position on him every once in a while. Yeah. Like we still have like 55 blinds or something like that. 50 yeah. blinds. It's probably better to fold and, yeah. and find a better spot. I don't know what happens. My guess is because this is a breakdown hand, Scott's going to end up calling, but I think it's probably better to fold based on everything we've just done. Yeah. So, um, we need to know this kid has some weird air type hands here too. Um, or near air like yeah. he has, this right. is near air, right? Um, that, I mean, he's playing so suboptimally. We can see he's playing so suboptimally that, like, there's going to be other spots against him, like, where we're going to have a better spot than, like, top pair, no kicker, where we could be drawing almost completely dead. Like, yeah. there's just no need to, to put it in here, I think. I agree. And Scott agrees. He oh, folds. he folds. Oh, good for him. Yeah. I like this. Even, I like this Even fold. though he probably would have won the pot and yeah. would have been great for him. He yeah. does fold. And we think it's a good fold, I suppose. I think it's a good fold. Yeah. I think it's a good fold, even though it's super weird. We're really, it's really just the ace kings, ace queens of the world, right? Yeah. It's like if we can eliminate those, we probably have to call because it's like you don't, have, you don't really have strength. It doesn't make any sense I call. That's what you're supposed it to do. It doesn't make any sense either way, really. It's right. weird. Right. Anyway. He did call a raise. Like, yeah. we should fold. He called the raise. He does. He folds. Yeah. Um, but then Scott goes out third, and Danny wins the tournament. Mm. So, wow. Good so for Danny, you know? Scott really... Scott somehow... Did he tank for a while or did he fold quickly? He tanked a long time. Yeah. Boy, I wonder how Danny was feeling when that was going on. Not good. He, he's like, he, he's like that, what do you even have that you're tanking for right. so long? This should be easy one way or the other, right? And he probably as Danny, you like come to a moment of realization. You're like, I shouldn't have done that. That I wonder was a how bad quick, idea. I wonder how quickly he felt that. Because yeah. I always wonder that with them um, when, when guys make what I consider to be really bad, big bets. You know, in spots where they clearly shouldn't. Yeah. The moment when the moment of regret when that hits. I think for some people it's like almost instantaneous after they do it. It's like you know when you're like I'm gonna jump and then you jump and you realize you're in the air and you can't yeah. get back to the building and right. you're going to die now. You yeah. Know? Um, and you're just falling and you and you there's nothing you can do. Um, so for some guys I think it's nearly instantaneous, but other guys I think it's like you're saying it's like they like the realization slowly dawns as the person doesn't fold for a while. It's like oh I could lose. That's a possibility here. I could just be out of this freaking tournament for no real good reason when I didn't have I didn't have to bet this much. Yeah. All that stuff. I started this hand with 63 blinds. Like I was in perfectly fine shape. Yeah. Well, it worked out for him. He won the won the event. I mean, I will say this. Danny's probably significantly worse than uh, Danny's certainly significantly worse than Scott is um, post flop, probably yes. all flop, pre and post. Um, doing stuff that's super weird. I mean, it's not, you'd rather be better, but if you're going to be clearly worse, doing really weird stuff and doing in high variance ways isn't the worst thing to do yeah, against a good player because they don't know, because it's much harder to respond to that. 
Yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah, instead of like trying to play the way they play, where they're just right. going to slowly chop you up. Anyway, I'm happy for Denny that he won. That's cool. That is cool. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Scott can find another one. Tough, tough hand though. Yeah, a little tough Danny. hand. <laughs> Even if it worked out, tough it. Welcome. All I need is one mic, and I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.